This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. We are living in a time where our future is uncertain, which means youth voice is as important as ever. Kia ora. Join me, Leo, on Operation Rakatahi on ORFM's Youth Zone, 105.4 FM, 1575 AM or online at oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app on Google Play or the Apple App Store. I'm on the air every second Tuesday at 4pm. Kia ora, ko tuku, Leo Tuku Ingoa. Uh, you're listening to Operation Arakatahi on ORFM's Youth Zone. Um, yeah, so... Today we're going to be talking. I'm going to be talking about um, the Samoa constitutional crisis and what that entails and why it's such a mess. And um, yeah, and why it's important to be talked about. But first, um, I just wanted to talk about the Canterbury flooding. Um, it's going to affect all of the lowest, all of the South Island for quite a few number of weeks because. Um, if you don't know, there's been massive floodings, people being evacuated, and bridges and the like being destroyed, um, and people, um, yeah, so, and people displaced temporarily. So, um, yeah, so look after your whanau around you who are affected up there. Um, just take care, because we'll probably also see gaps in our supermarket shelves, because, there's delays in getting um, shipments down from Christchurch and the like. So, like, take care. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, like, we're going to play, I'm going to play a couple of songs and then we'll be right back talking about the constitutional crisis. We'll start with Gareth Thomas's Cyber Star and I'll follow her up with something else. Enjoy.
you ever wanted to make your own radio show? Youth Zone on ORFM is your chance to make it happen. We're looking for enthusiastic young people aged 7 to 21 to create, produce and present their own radio shows weekdays from 4 till 5. This is a unique opportunity to get your voice, your interests and your music on air and to learn some wicked radio skills for free. To find out how you can get involved, email youthzone at or.org.nz or call the station on 471-6161 and ask for Domi. to yours. 
On Dear Younger Me, we'll be having conversations with people from an array of communities and contexts about what they wish they could say to their younger self. Tune in to Dear Younger Me on Youth Zone every second Tuesday at 4pm on ORFM Dunedin, 105.4 FM and 1575 AM. You can find podcasts of this show from oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app, yznz.app. And welcome back to Operation Rakatahi with Leo. Um, you were just listening to Tomorrow People by Okura. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about the Samoa constitutional crisis and just the mess that it's, it is and creating because it, it's a lot that's going on and it's a bit of a it's created a massive political turmoil in Samoa and it's important to talk about what's going on in the world to know what is going on in the world and um, especially our Pacific neighbours because they're some of our Samoa especially is one of our 
closest allies in the Pacific. Um, people may not know, it used to actually be um, New Zealand Territory until 1962 um, when it got when it gained independence from New Zealand. So, um, and it's remained one of our close allies ever since. And it just shows, like, and it. it it's been going through such turmoil recently with the um, the measles epidemic that they've had that's killed killed 83 people and it's had a lot of political turmoil recently in Parliament around um, two key figures that I'll be talking about quite a lot today and they're clashing who were once um, Prime Minister and Deputy Prime Minister alongside each other until... Um, the start of this year so it's created um, so there's quite a lot that's been happening and needs to be talked about because it's also important because uh, it's almost feeling like that um, it almost feels like that Samoa is losing um, the power of its democracy in a way because it's getting abused and it's not it's not been particularly clean sailing to say the least but um so where do i start um yeah so as i said before it's had quite a tumultuous last um couple of years and the current pri- the the prime minister going into the election that happened in april to alipa malagoy um has been Prime Minister since 1998 and has been in Parliament over there since 1982. So he's quite a long-standing figure and he's currently the second longest reigning um, Prime Minister in the Prime, Prime Minister in the world as of right now. So and he's been compared to a, which a um, almost a dictator at this almost a dictator at this point keyword almost um, but he's been pretty much been re-elected pretty much unopposed relatively since 1998 and has had no major competition until this year's election which has created chaos and um, yeah uh, Tualipa he is the leader of the human rights Protection Party, and he he recently just got voted out in um, April 9's election uh, by um, Fiamu Naomi Mata'afa, who is the Prime Minister-elect as of right now, and I'll get into the results of the election because it's a bit of a mess, but she, uh, Mata'afa, she is the leader of the Fast Party, who which broke off from Tualipa's Human Rights Protection Party earlier this year, where Mata Afa was serving as Deputy Prime Minister under him, where they were clashing on a lot of bills and they were not agreeing, and she left the party and started up a new party called Fast, and um, has created and has pretty much split his support in the, 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 the Human Rights protection parties um, support into two and actually given to Alipa some uh, competition in the election which is interesting but Mata Afa she is the daughter of the first Prime Minister um, the first Samoan Prime Minister so she's quite a well known figure in the um, political landscape of Samoa and well, I guess it's pretty much Samoan royalty at this point. And, um, but yes, but she is currently Prime Minister-elect. I'm going to read out an article from a, a section of an RNZ article kind of explaining what has happened from the election and after because it is really a mess and it's, I, I was finding it really hard to put into words for all of you and I felt this article... That, that was in a constructive way that isn't me who knows that gets politics and 
isn't going to be like talking at you. So um, I found this article that makes it more digestible, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so because, yeah, I want to make this show accessible for someone who isn't necessarily into political or social issues because it is important to have these discussions. So, yeah. So the election heading in to the 2021 election, the ruling HRPP party was in hot water over its handling of the measles epidemic that left 83 people dead, as well as three controversial bills pushed through with a lack of effective consultation. The same bills that Fiami and Tualipa clashed over. Samoa went to the polls on Friday the 9th of April and an initial count showed 24 seats for the HRPP party um, and 25 for FAST with independents Tuala and Tamalita holding the balance of power in the 51-seat house. However, the Electoral Commission discovered a county error. And this is where it starts getting messy and complicated um, because those initial results did quite say that FAST did have the majority votes but didn't have the majority in Parliament. And it comes down to whoever um, the independents align themselves with. <laughs> but they found a counting error that which handed... Tamalita's seat to which handed Tamalita's seat to the HRPP party making the two parties even even with Tuala in the driving seat so to break that down pretty much one of the independents that was shown his seat actually ended up going towards the Human Rights Protection Party making it 25 to 25 for each party with Tuala being pretty much being the kingmaker deciding who gets the 26th seat and the majority in parliament and pretty much deciding who the prime minister is. Uh, But the final count, including the special votes, began on the 12th of April, and although the election results would be bound to change after the count, the situation was unchanged with Tuala holding the reins. The Samoan Observer reported that Tuala had demanded Tualipa to step down from leaderships, leadership in his negotiations in the end. After consulting with his constituents, Tuala joined the FAST party, um, giving FAST the parliamentary majority. It was a decision promised to bring an end to the 40-year rule of the HRPP party, and Fiami urged to a leaper to concede but that's only the start so yeah so you we're seeing an issue where essentially uh, the HRPP was voted out and to a leaper is no longer the prime minister and Fiami Mata, Fiami, Fiami Naomi Mata'afa pretty much being able to um pretty much prime minister elect but we're having we're meeting a problem where uh tulipa is refusing to stand down and it's starting to sound like all the things we were worried trump would do pretty much and if he got voted out but trump did actually leave the white house and we didn't have this issue that's continuing so we've got an ex-prime minister who has been voted out albeit in a very close race and it came down to the finest margins but is refusing to leave leave office and yeah it is creating a massive democratic constitutional crisis in Samoa because yeah to really understand what happened after the election a few basic facts are needed Samoa's constitution demands that the first sitting of parliament is to be within 45 days of the general election, Monday the 24th of May 2021, and the final day that would be possible. If you haven't got the hint, it's been already past the 24th of May, we're now at the 1st of June, so it, 
it's creating an abuse of the constitution or at this point in Samoa. Uh, Samoa recently passed a law amending the constitution which aims to ensure 10% of MPs are women. Samoa does not have a standing military force. It can call on support from military support from New Zealand, but that must be requested. Samoa is a deeply Christian country. Keep this in mind. So you don't have a system where the military can force the Prime Minister out because they don't have one, but it's creating this problem where they can rely on New Zealand if they want to, But and it would also create a messy situation if they did end up having to call out our military because it would be interesting how it would go down if New Zealand got involved. So it's a really widespread issue that does affect us in some way because however we choose to handle it, and well, actually, however they choose to handle it, it could affect how New Zealand's stance in the Pacific and its interference because it is a bit of a mess and... Um, yeah. So, if that's not messy enough, there is a lot more to delve into. Before Tuala, the independent MP, had even made his decision, an extra MP from the for the HRPP party was installed by the head of state and the electoral commissioner. This was based upon the constitution, which said 10% of the parliament seats need to be reserved for women. But it also specified that as five seats. Suffice to say, the law itself was confusingly worded. After the election, it saw five women elected, 9.8%, and it is argued it fell short of the 10% of the HRPPs. So it was argued that it fell short, and a a female MP, um, Tuao, from the Human Rights Protection Party was brought in as that extra seat. Um, the decision was a move fast argued that argued that was unconstitutional. The head of state then called for a second election to end the deadlock on the advice of Tualipa. HRPP also tried to slow the process down in the courts, filing forty seven election petitions against FAST and demanding that they be processed by the courts before before the new government was installed. Um, so now, just because we, they had this issue, it had to go before the Supreme Court of Samoa because it wasn't clear-cut and it wasn't clear-cut whether they were following the Constitution or not and adding that extra MP was... A mess, pretty much, and so the the time was growing short. Forty-five days, remember. So Supreme, so Samoa's Supreme Court had to make several key rulings rather than quickly for the courts. Anyway, on the seventeenth of May, it, the the Supreme Court rejected the HRPP's move to install an extra woman's seat. Later the same day, it dismissed the call for a second election. The Office of the Electoral Commission and the HRPP sought to further delay things by seeking an appeal about the extra woman's seat, but the the Court of Appeal rejected that. On Wednesday the 19th of May, the Head of State agreed Parliament was to be convened and swear in MPs on Monday, after after FAST advised him of their majority. It seemed it was already for the new parliament to be sworn on on that Monday, but on the Saturday, the head of state cancelled the sitting of parliament without explanation. The Supreme Court met urgently in a rare Sunday session and overruled the head of state's proclamation. So on that following Monday, it got really messy where... Uh, Tualipa pretty much refused to um, leave office and argued that the and pretty much rejected the Supreme Court's decision to not add the extra woman's MP for his party, um, and they cre- created an even bigger mess because 
they ended up going with the decree of Fast having 26 seats, including Tuala's independent seat, making um, Fiyami Masa'afa the MP elect. And what had happened is when he refused to leave office, she wasn't able to be sworn in because because he was refusing to leave office. And also they don't have a military to remove him from office because they ended up swearing her in in a tent outside the parliament, on the parliament lawns. And um, Tualipa has been accusing it as treason to swear her in, even though she's been elected. And now we've assent- Samoa's essentially got a dictator still in office who was elected out and is abusing constitution, the constitution and democratic uh, systems, which is really messy. And it's kind of contradictory to what he said in the past because he has criticised the um, the, for, the previous um, the the current and previous Fijian um, prime ministers around similar sorts of things around um, abusing democracy and abusing their constitutions, and he's doing the exact same thing to retain power and. It's created a stalemate, and they should have been going off as normal after the Supreme Court decisions with Mata, Fiyami Mata'afa as Prime Minister, but she's been sworn in, but she's still technically called MP-elect, because she actually, she's been sworn in, but she hasn't taken office because Tuolipa hasn't left office yet, so he's still technically Prime Minister, which is a real mess of a situation, and... It's created, um, yeah, and it's important for us to know about because it could end up to a point where New Zealand is getting involved and it does jeopardise New Zealand's um, stance on interference in the Pacific. And I'm actually being quite disappointed there's not been any talk about it because it does affect New Zealand in a small capacity, but it does affect us and, like, I know I talk about lots of overseas issues, like they're over there, but it's still important. But this is a bit different because it's actually a political issue that is happening overseas. It is a little bit more closer to home geographically in in the same ocean, and um, in and in the same region of the world. But we're living in a. It's it's actually chaotic event that does affect us because in the in the Samoan constitution it does because they don't have a standing military they can call on New Zealand's military if needed but it is not advised to but this is a this is create but but it's create I'm I'm really disappointed that isn't more discussion about it because especially from our government like it's been quite quiet and no, like it was a I'm a bit I'm honestly annoyed by uh, A, our media B, our government and C, the wider population because it was such a big deal when we were having the run there was runoff elections in the US in Georgia to just pretty much decide what was going on and we had fears about uh um, Trump may or may not actually leave office and you might have a thing where he's getting removed from office and it was such a big deal and everyone was talking about it. Even people that I knew who weren't actually interested in politics suddenly was interested and they were talking non-stop about, oh, what if Trump does this, what if Trump does that, but we're actually living with a ruler in the world that is closer to home and actually probably more direct it, it probably more directly affects New Zealand and we're actually living in a scenario that we were worried Trump would do in not leaving office and so but no one's talking about the reality that's happening in Samoa but we thought it was the end of the world that it could have been a re- it was that it was almost a reality in the US so it's well, and like 
Yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to play some more songs just to break it up a little bit because I've been rambling. Um, yeah, so I am going to play some... I'll play Marco Rhodes' Surfing on Mars just because I think the title sounds interesting. Through interviews, conversation and music, we'll expand your knowledge of the world and expose you to new ideas from a youth perspective. That's Global Youth NZ, 4pm Thursdays on ORFM Dunedin. Podcasts available from the Youth Zone app, yznz.app. Set the scene for you and me I pass the edge of town 
Welcome back to Operation Rakatahi on ORFM's Youth Zone. So, if you just joined me, I've been talking a whole lot about the Samoa constitutional crisis and its threat on its democracy and the mess that's ensued for the country and um, the importance of the discussion around it. But um, I'm going to shift the focus slightly and talk more about what's happened in the last few days because <laughs> they've lived in almost a caretaker um, so pretty much they've with um, Tualipa refusing to step down he is essentially what is called a caretaker prime minister because it has been the end of a government but it hasn't been handed over yet but the problem is he's already passed his um, 45 days of staying in as a caretaker to in order to hand over the reins. He's stayed on and is refusing to leave and um, throwing and pretty much being very clear that the swearing-in of um, Fiami Mata'afa was treason um, and he's pretty much refusing to step down. But... There has been protests in the last couple of days in support of both sides, 
Um, there has, and it's really interesting where the pro because how it sounds is interesting because um, so there's protests for keeping um, to Alipa around, but the and it's been quite a almost a feminist movement in a way because you've had lots of people supporting him because um, they're calling for an extra female MP but if there was the extra female MP to come in he would have a majority he would well it would be a stalemate again and that's probably going to be a bit more of a mess because it would be tied again because there'd be a 50 second MP and it would be 26 to 26 and that just makes the mess a whole lot more messier Um, but there's been protests all over the capital up here in support for an extra female MP because of the constitution and how it's actually kind of messily written and strange that it wasn't picked up before that it's really contradictory and creates a whole lot of mess and it's really interesting and but there's also protests on um Fiyami Mata'afa's side and there's also been protests in Apia for him to accept the results and to leave office and allow her to reign as prime minister and so you've got quite a divided country already from the election results and how it's been playing out because because of since it's been playing out you've got protests on both sides consistently and it's and the fact that you've got your prime minister being sworn in in a tent outside is quite um disturbing on disturbing on the democracy of it all because surely they should be accepted inside the parliament house not outside in a marquee tent like it's really sad that it actually had to come to that because um yeah but also um the united nations human rights council has stepped in with some words about the whole mess um and urging the law to and democratic institutions to be respect, respect, I, I respected and protected in Samoa, and it is stressing for um, independent judiciary to, um, like the Supreme Court judges, to create these decisions without pressure or interference or personal attacks from any quarter. Um, and it is also reminding Samoa that they are a party in the International Covenant on Civil and Human Rights since 2008, which is uh, almost uh, a conglomeration of countries that are committed to safeguard the access to justice and independence of the judiciary. So the fact that you've got the UN Human Rights Council stepping in to let... um, the government know and the judiciary and the um, courts in Samoa know this is where you stand, this is what you've signed up for and it it shows that it's bigger than just uh, it it also concerns that it's bigger than just Samoa because it's you've got a whole world union coming in that Samoa is a part of um, coming in and saying um, oi look you, you, you've got to make sure you're doing all this right and it's very messy and we'll see where it goes because there's a lot to unpack and I'm sure there'll be quite a lot more that will happen over the coming days, the coming weeks the coming months Um as a result of this election and its mess that it's having and how, if it will 
eventually affect New Zealand in some way or it'll end peacefully because who knows um, but we really don't it, it could lead to civil war it could lead to I don't know but we don't want any of that for our neighbour well we don't want that for any country ever but like it's a real um, disaster what's happening in Samoa and I it's one of the, if I've never talked about an issue that's important that should be talked about before on the show I feel like this is one of the biggest that we could be talking about yes you haven't got people dying left right and centre like in other events but this is a democratic issue that's widespread that does concern lots of New Zealanders like it will concern every single one of us in some way or another whether New Zealand has to step in and we've got a whole Samoan community in New Zealand and um, Samoa is a massive ally to New Zealand that we should be looking out for and it's disturbing that no one has been talking about it from the top to the bottom and yeah so thank you all for listening this week um hope you hope i wasn't rambly too much and i was entertaining enough for you because it is a deep um topic that we should all be knowing about but um i'll see you in a couple of weeks bye this podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.